down an eight-tenth play of the drive. End zone. Touchdown. Cooper Cup. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Remember when uh, Puka Nakua was the thing? Tutu Atwell was kind of a thing. Well, here comes Cooper Cup, and now you are no longer things. Cooper Cup is like yeah. uh, like like Galactus, like eats planets. Like Cooper Cup is like eating Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell and just absorb their collective ability and all their targets, and he's just absolutely outrageously good. Also, the Rams figured out at halftime, hey, we should probably stop throwing on every play and run on this brutal Cardinals defense. Enter Kyron Williams, a little dash of Ronnie Rivers, and the Rams run away to a, uh, a win and a cover against against the Arizona Cardinals, aided by just some brutal throws by Josh Dobbs, missing Hollywood Brown on a couple long touchdowns. Uh, maybe if you, maybe at the over, like Ken and I, maybe it wasn't it wasn't that pleasurable an experience. But for our guest, Drew Densick, it definitely was because he came on the show last week and he gave out the L.A. Rams as his favorite bet for week six in the NFL. Well, will join us in just a second. Lockmas is still to come, though. Ken Barkley is going to tell you how to bet national championship in college football. All our bets for tonight are still to come. Bets of steel in the NHL, Major League Baseball, Game 1 of the NLCS, and then Monday Night Football with the Cowboys and the Chargers, and we'll continue our handicap of Week 7 in the National Football League 20 minutes from now, and we'll start it with the Seahawks and the Cardinals in the Pacific Northwest. But joining us right now is the aforementioned whale capper, our good friend Drew Dinsick. Drew on Twitter, at whale underscore capper. He is a betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports and the co-host of the Deep Dive podcast. Whale supports us, comes on the show all the time. Please support whale on Twitter at whale underscore capper, NBC Sports, and the Deep Dive podcast. My friend, welcome back to the show congratulations on the rams and happy monday yeah happy monday to you guys as well uh great to be with you as always uh and you know six weeks into the season i'm enjoying nfl more than i ever have in terms of betting and less than i ever have in terms of enjoyment of watching the game uh it feels like half of the offenses are still stuck in mud and now we're gonna throw a healthy serving of quarterback injury uncertainty into the stew (laughs) and uh yeah best of luck betting it over in today's nfl yeah, the the one game where you, you maybe could get away with that whale is is tonight, right? With Dallas and the and the Chargers. We haven't talked about this game like at all today, basically. Mm-hmm. It's obviously like kind of a banger of a game. Like we just we just talked about maybe the worst collection of games ever in terms of the one o'clock <laughs> slate uh, coming up here for Week Seven. And like here's this like jewel of a game on Monday Night Football with like two yeah. like teams that kind of think they can make deep playoff runs. Like there's a high total in oh, a, a total mm-hmm. that starts with five. Like, oh my, like what an oasis <laughs> in the desert. You know, like what a ridiculous thing. So Cowboys one and a half, 50 and a half. Any bets here just to like, mm-hmm. to, I was going to ask you about the quarterback injury games. Like, we'll do that next. I'm just like, I'm kind of tired of that just for like a couple minutes. What, oh, do you, sure. what do you like in Cowboys and Chargers? Like an actually entertaining game. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, a primetime total in the 50s, though. Fool me once, shame on you. Uh, sure. Fool me twice, never get fooled again. Um the interesting that there has been some game day steam on the under uh this opened in the 48 range got bet up to 50 and a half 51 was probably the inflection point uh and yeah the the game day money has come in on the under uh don't exactly get that uh there has been some game day 
game day steam on the Chargers, which I do agree with. Um, I got into the Chargers money line here in the plus 120 range. Uh, this, to me, looks like a very, very, very tough test for the Dallas Cowboys defense, who is ailing. Uh, you know, people know that uh, Trayvon Diggs, no, you know, is, is is out for the season with uh, you know relatively significant injury to the secondary. Uh, they lose Leighton Van Der Esch as well, who, while not my favorite player, is certainly kind of an important player uh, for covering the middle of the field. They now have to rely on some pretty um you know some pretty sketchy backfill in the linebacking core and it's and uh you know they're going to be leaning pretty heavily on the safeties here i think you're going to see a lot of set light sets out there for um you know for this deep you know for the uh um Dan Quinn defense here. And I think that actually sets up well for the Chargers to be able to do a pretty balanced attack. Uh, Austin Eckler's coming back. Your offensive line is effectively at full strength, minus Lindsley, who's going to be, uh, you know, you're the, the center that they've already, you know, worked around in terms of replacement. Um, and I think the it's notable that the Cowboys really have not faced a, an especially uh, high-level quarterback opposition so far this year. Um, their most recent defeat obviously came at the hands of the great Brock Purdy. Uh, and, you know, he was incredibly efficient in that game. Um, but Justin Herbert is a beast of another color and uh, very excited to see what he can do against this defense, missing some of these key pieces. And uh, if he did not have especially outstanding tackle play, then maybe Micah Parsons could be the game wrecker that we've seen at times so far this season. But he looks a little like a step a step off from what we saw earlier this season where he was just undefendable, uh, maybe dealing with a little bit of an injury, maybe just uh, teams are, are doing a better job of scouting him and getting two hats on him. But um, now I think the Cowboys defense is beatable here. I think the Chargers can do it. And I think the Chargers defense is not great. Um, Khalil Mack obviously had a standout game his last time out, but is still a guy that you can't really – uh, expect to you know show up on the stat sheet against a good offensive line. Joey Bosa is going to play, but is also sort of in that you know malaise right now where he's not performing the level you would expect this year. I think Derwin James is going to play, and you know I think you know these guys are names, but uh, you know not really performing uh, to the degree that uh, you would have hoped for uh, to this point in the calendar year. But coming off of a bye and you know game planning for a pretty vanilla Cowboys attack has me excited that the Chargers defense could look pretty good here. Um, and you know, my kind of final thesis is if this ends up getting out of hand, which Cowboys losses have at least so far this season, uh, does the fact that this is in prime time as a standalone game have, uh, broader consequences for Mike McCarthy, who obviously took over play calling from, uh, Kellen Moore, who is going to be on the other side of the field today. So, um, a couple weeks ago, Andy and I were trying hard to figure out game theory out who's going to be the first coach fired. And, we landed squarely on Mike McCarthy with the auspice of if he loses badly to the Niners and the Chargers in back-to-back weeks and then takes uh, you know a 3-3 three and three record into his bye, then he's in deep trouble. So uh, that's kind of where my head is at with the, uh, the McCarthy regime right now. All right, you better, you better hear Nick and Ken, Magnificent Football Monday, talking the NFL with our good friend, the Whale Capper, Drew Densick, on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper. So, Whale, on the Chargers tonight, I think uh, you'll have some some company in the form of us here on the show. We'll talk about that coming up in the final hour. Uh, Whale, as it stands right now, what's your favorite look in Week 7? Man, I haven't made a bet yet for Week 7, uh, and it is a really, really, really tough card. Um, as Ken was kind of alluding to, the name of the game is largely figuring out uh, player availability at the quarterback 
quarterback position. Um, entirely possible we might have a game between um, Aiden O'Connell and somebody whose name I learned yesterday for the Chicago Bears. So, yeah, that could be a professional football game that kicks off this Sunday. Um, but, uh, no, I think the, the, there, there are really, really interesting games. Um, I, you know, I, I spent a decent amount of time rewatching the Atlanta Washington game. I spent a decent amount of time rewatching uh, Detroit Tampa Bay, and coming out of those two contests, it's it's going to be tough not to back Atlanta here. I think uh, you know Tampa Bay is a very one dimensional team right now. They can get virtually nothing going on the ground either. You know, so this, their run blocking scheme looks broken on top of just not having any pop in the backfield, uh, and they take on a, an Atlanta team that is very very good at stopping the run. So this all of a sudden turns into a pretty one dimensional game for. Uh, for Tampa on the arm of Baker Mayfield. And uh, I think that Atlanta, uh, if they can continue to get pass rush like we saw yesterday from, you know, a number of different contributors, uh, that is sort of the key to bringing out the worst in Baker Mayfield. And so I think the Atlanta defense can bounce back from what was kind of a lackluster day yesterday. And uh, I'm hoping that the Atlanta offense can get right to a degree. I'm not exactly sure why uh, the running scheme has taken a huge step backwards this year, even then with the addition of Bijan Robinson, but it has not been as dynamic and as effective as what we saw last year. So uh, this is a kind of a do or die game for Atlanta, even more than it is for Tampa. Uh, if they lose and they go to three and four, I think you're probably talking about a ceiling of eight wins for them for the season and you're out of a playoff mix. Uh, whereas a win for Atlanta probably puts them right back in the discussion for still winning a pretty weak NFC South. So uh, Atlanta money line is the only thing that really stands out to me right now. But uh, again, uh, kind of uh, waiting to fire until we get a little bit more injury information from both of those two teams. Yeah, the NFC South—it's—it's it's really something. <laughs> like it's Oof. really, really something. Just what a what a stupid division. Uh, well, the game of the week is <laughs> is almost certainly Sunday night football. Like, oh, oh yeah. a, a really good game again. Like, thank God. Uh, yeah. Dolphins at Eagles. Eagles <laughs> off. <clears throat> Like just a, a really kind of bizarre Jalen Hurts makes an uncharacteristically terrible throw. Basically gives the Jets the game in a uh, in a big spot. So the Eagles kind of off their first loss of the season, and the Dolphins have kind of like been on some like distant universe for a couple of weeks, playing like you know teams that are like just <laughs> tossed to them to to beat by multiple touchdowns. The Giants and the Dolphins haven't really really seen them play competition for a while. Eagles one one and a half two were kind of all over the place, but less than three and a really high total, which I think you'd expect fifty two. Obviously, a couple of injuries in this game, most notably on the Eagles side. But early thoughts here on the game of the week: uh, Dolphins Eagles with the Eagles a small favorite. Yeah, I there's been Miami money that showed up today. I get we're kind of in the dead zone where this isn't super consequential one way or the other. Where this number goes is probably going to stay here, not get to three, not get to pick. Um, and uh, I like the Eagles. Um, my fair here is three. Um, I'm expecting Lane Johnson will play. Um, and I think that matters uh, to a degree because the Miami front four uh, is starting to get a lot better. Um, Christian Wilkins looks like he came into the season pretty out of shape um, and has played his way into game shape uh, for that and kind of lead that unit. Um, and so if they're, you know, if they're at full strength and the uh, Eagles offensive line is not, then that's a huge problem because basically the book on Jalen Hurts is sort of getting out, which is you need to get him off this spot. If you allow him a clean pocket and you let him operate without having to move, um, he is going to carve you. 
uh, particularly when you have matchup advantages like A.J. Brown against the secondary that can't cover A.J. Brown. Um, so I think that if the, you know, the, the Dolphins defensive line is sort of tasked with the key, uh, you know, the key job of moving Jalen Hurts off of his spot, um, for whatever reason, Hurts rolling out has been super ineffective through the air. He can really only kind of get it going on the ground when he's out of the pocket. Uh, and so I think, uh, that's mostly what will determine the outcome of this game one way or the other. I know that the Miami offense looks untouchable right now. They're schemed incredibly well. They're at full strength. They're full health. Two is playing amazing football. Um, but it's a different environment to go into the link on a, on a night game and uh, have your, you know, your offense be able to communicate and do well against a, a, you know, a defensive line that has a lot of uh, very, very um, effective pass rushers. So interior pressure on Tua, if Carter is available, it was what would I, I would expect. Uh, and I think that can kind of, you know, kind of lower the floor on what you're going to get in terms of an output for the Dolphins. So um, in the end, I think this probably is like a 27-24 kind of game in favor of Philly. Um, and at price, I would only back the Eagles. I just I just want to like throw this out there again. I have nothing, nothing to support this. Just watching the game. I don't think Jalen Hurts is healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if like something came out that he's like nursing some injury the way that he played yesterday. Just my opinion. Um, Ken, I think you may be like in lockstep with Whale just like early on in the week and how we feel about this game. Ken and I will talk more about this game coming up tomorrow. Uh, Whale, let's close here. I want to get your thought on one of the other huge games coming up this week in the NFL. We have about 90 seconds for this answer here. And that's the Ravens and the Lions in Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore returning back to uh, to the States from their London win, except not really impressive against the Tennessee Titans. Um, this was two and a half. It's been two and a half, been bet up to three. Uh, David Montgomery going to miss some time for Detroit, and maybe Jameer Gibbs will come back in the running back group for the Lions. But the Lions really impressive, suffocating the Buccaneers on Sunday. Ravens minus three right now at home against Detroit. We have about 60 seconds for the answer, about a minute Well, Any bets or like early thoughts at least with Baltimore and Detroit yeah I think this is uh this is an awesome game uh best game of the morning slate no question uh and I think the action is going to come one way or the other based on weather um if this is a poor weather game if there's wind in the 20 mile an hour range if there's any semblance of rain uh then Detroit is an absolute stay away um just because golf in those conditions has proven to be such a you know fundamental liability uh that I don't think you can even take three points with them in that spot against a very, very well coached and, you know, skilled Ravens defense. Uh, and then the flip side is if this is like a neutral weather game, um, this is Lions, you know, Lions money line is a, is a pretty fun look for me. Um, and I think the Lions are very, very good. Uh, this is a top five defense by my numbers so far this season. Um, it's just a hair above the Ravens, ironically, and which is that's why you're looking at this super duper low total. Um, I like their speed. I like their ability to match, uh, you know, the, the, what the Ravens bring to the table in terms of X factor with Lamar Jackson running. Uh, and I think that in general, um, you know, there's nothing about the defense that I don't think can you know carry on at this level. Uh, against a Ravens offense that's still figuring things out. And then the flip side is, again, if Goff can operate pretty comfortably, he's behind a very, very solid offensive line, incredible set of weapons. I think they could make the Ravens hurt here. So uh, Lions carry on their winning ways, uh, as long as we're not talking about 20-mile-an-hour uh, wins. Well, we appreciate it, brother. Great stuff on the show, as always. Drew is on Twitter at whale underscore capper. Check him out, NBC Sports betting analyst and the Deep Dive podcast, along with our friend Andy Molitor. My friend, wishing you the best of luck with all the bets, especially the Chargers tonight, because we'll be joining you. Stay well, and we'll catch up with you next week here on You Better, You Bet. All right, best luck, guys.
The Whale Camper, Drew Densick, joining us here on the show. Well, with Lions money line as an early look in that game, and then how about Falcons money line against the Buccaneers? I, I, Lions money line, I definitely like. I don't know if I can get there with the Atlanta-Tampa game. Yeah, and just, again, another reminder. Uh, we had this last week, and it didn't turn into anything, really. But just, we're in the fall, and it might start raining a bunch of places, and there might be wind, and Baltimore is one of the most likely places where you're going to have weather this weekend, at least to monitor. May not affect the game, but at least something to know about. All right, on the other side, Ken and I will talk about the Ravens-Lions game coming up on Sunday in Baltimore. We will also get into the Seahawks and the Cardinals in the Pacific Northwest. P-squared, B-squared rolls on to wrap up hour number three. You better you bet next on a magnificent football Monday.